Welcome to Story Guts. Uh, this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. I'm Alice Lai. And today we've also got a special guest with us. Um, we've got Becky Hickson, our, uh, well, my housemate, Alice's mm-hmm. former housemate. Dr. Hickson. My, Doctor. My, Doctor. my colleague yeah. and friend. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, yeah, so Becky is here. And... Because she is a uh, a well known expert in the field of today's oh. topic, mm, yes, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is going to be fan fiction. We are talking about yeah. the wonderful world of uh, writing more than what is already in the books, <laughs> which is a very clumsy way of describing it. Wow! Yeah, Becky, wait, say say the thing you oh, said. Oh, um, we're. We're exploring what the stories we tell about the stories we love tell about us. Ta-da! Right, yeah. This is all yeah. I'm bringing to this episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, before, uh, so we'll get into a kind of a more um, in depth detail, but like, let's go, let's do a quick like round robin and say, like, what is your favorite fan fiction trope? Oh, yeah. No, the trope. There's so many. Okay, my favorite fan fiction trope, like, broad trope, is just like mutual pining uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, like sort of semi-specific trope, arranged marriage or political marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say give me a slow burn um, yeah. all the time. And it definitely depends though on the fandom because I like ones. Um, I let a lot of like actually my canon pairings in general kind of start with hate. They kind of uh-huh. hate each other. Hate to hate to lovers. Hate to hate to love. Haters hate to, to maybe friends. Like sometimes friends can be in the middle. Enemies there. to friends to lovers. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love, I love a good hate story. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not I'm not as um, familiar with fan fiction tropes, but my favorite is when someone invites uh, their mom and three of their um, mom's friends to an island for her wedding, and <laughs> she finds out that all three of them are potentially her fathers and hijinks and Sue. Um, so that's not exactly the plot of Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. But... I, it's true. I was trying to, I was trying to piece it together. It's a Okay, well, my other one is when someone uh, comes out of jail and she invites seven of her uh, friends to help <laughs> her steal a necklace off the neck mm. of a lady at the Met Gala. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, the, I like that trope too. Yeah. These are all these are all pretty classic. You know, you, you, you can't you can't scroll down AO3 without bumping into them. I'm uh, trying to figure out what those tags would even be. <laughs> a little too long of a description to stick in a tag. Okay, but oh my god, I hope there are Mamma Mia AUs out there. I'm sure. Mamma Mia oh, AUs, okay. man. Yeah, except like, that Usagi doesn't know if her dad. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Um. So yeah, as as we're sort of getting at, Alice doesn't really have much of a, a background in fan fiction, though nope. has been long surrounded by people who do. Um, and do you want to talk about sort of your exposure to fan fiction? Oh Becky? sure, um, it came very late in life. <laughs> I was an undergrad, and someone was making a joke about it because I didn't actually realize that, that people did so that sort of stuff I guess I thought like people sometimes publish like books uh-huh. and so I was like whoa there's a whole site for this I was very <laughs> sheltered as a child um 
And so then I kind of just obsessively started reading it, and it stole my life away. And that's <laughs> kind of the story. <laughs> so, so, End of story. Life has been so <laughs> Life is, is over for me. So you are late. You were kind of like, you were kind of late to fan fiction. Like, you yeah. didn't, like, read Harry Potter immediately go, like, I need to, like, expand upon Gilderoy Lockhart's yeah. past. I definitely went right into Sailor Moon. Cool. Um, though the person who was teaching me about it, it was, theirs was Harry Potter. So <laughs> Teaching you. Yeah. The wise mentor. The ways, yes. <laughs> seed where I failed, Becky. <laughs> um, so I discovered fan fiction a very long time ago. I don't even know how old I was, oh to be God. honest. Um, I was on, like, GeoCities fan sites, which I think Becky doesn't even know what that means. Nope. What? Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Becky's a child. Becky's hey. a child. Sorry. Becky is a young woman, but yes. she is a younger woman than okay. us. Yeah, we're, yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I remember being, like, not, well, maybe not nine, ten years old, um, eleven years old, reading Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction, Mm -hmm. um, on GeoCities fan sites, um, probably middle school, I discovered fanfiction.net, high school was LiveJournal, and now it's all Tumblr and AO3, um, (laughs) But, which, if all of that was incomprehensible to someone, those are just different sites that fanfiction has lived on over the years, um, Mm -hmm. just through a bunch of different... Mediums. Yeah, like, I I don't know how to describe it. There's been a a lot of, like, popularity around certain sites, and then everybody kind of leaves them and goes to a different one for various reasons. What was that live journal spin Strike through? Oh, oh no, duh, Dream With was the... Dream With, that's right. Okay. I just heard all these names in a Tumblr post. Someone was doing like a fucking political history yeah. of like fan fiction sites and why certain things went under or like where people went and like what the politics of sites are now. And I was like, oh my god, this is way too long to read, but I'm skimming it and it's interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a lot. It's so been... yeah, so it's it's. For me, fanfiction has kind of always been a thing. Like, I remember writing it in a little, like, you know, fancy-ass notebook I got from Barnes & Noble. <laughs> you know, one of those really fancy journals they yeah. have. And, like, handwriting, like, my Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Charmed, Angel, <laughs> Gilmore Girls crossover. <laughs> wow. Um, it's a masterpiece big, lots of yeah. time. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, then have been, like, publishing uh, fanfic since middle school probably Mm -hmm. um in a lot of different fandoms i've just kind of been all over the place so cool yeah that's that's my story (laughs) that's my (laughs) sorted story that's cool so what do you um so why do you think uh like sort of fan fiction i guess is kind of a recent term right like everyone like there has been like throughout history there has never been like the canonical like there hasn't really been like the canonical versus non-canonical divide there was kind of like i don't know like there was like popular myths and people like saw fit to expand and embellish them yeah Mm. no you're totally right so um so like in in the past right if somebody was like okay i'm writing about characters from like Greek mythology you've got like nobody owns those Mm -hmm. things there wasn't copyright in the same way right so people just like wrote about them people wrote all kinds of unlicensed sequels Mm -hmm. to popular novels um you know there are like a ton of unlicensed sequels to like charles dickens and Mm um to uh Uh, i can't help you shakespeare 
I can talk about yeah. Shakespeare. I mean, that was more just like even with when authorship was coming to be a thing, like people would just rewrite his plays, use his name, and then themselves an extra author. But like they they added characters, changed like it's a new story, but with the, like similar characters and like the frame is there. Uh-huh. But you know, it was by them and Shakespeare. And that was like <laughs> literally, it was, and those were famous. Like people liked them more than Shakespeare for a while. Uh huh. Wow, so, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, like, you get different kinds of, like, formats of things, so, um, you know, popular things get turned into plays, um, like, all the Frankenstein plays, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. are just, like, variations on um, on the, the book, but to the point that they're kind of unrecognizable. Right. Um, and so there's certainly an argument to be made that all of this is fan fiction, um, but the kind of exactly what you're saying the sort of canon like what it what is like the true source versus what is the um unofficial add-on right <laughs> like yeah. that that divide just didn't really exist i feel like until um the like, like the modern novel maybe or after that well i would say i mean probably i would I, I i don't know for sure but i would guess like probably like as copyright laws sort of started firming up Mm -hmm. um so like into the 19th but probably mostly into the 20th century and then yeah and i I also it's just sort of funny because we're we're kind of like mentioning the legal implications of it but i feel like there was also like like i don't know like i would like there is like fan works but like fan fiction definitely has its own like baggage right like of like oh like these like like maybe like the first thing i can think of is like maybe star trek like the like quote-unquote original shippers mm-hmm. um where it was kind of like oh these like middle-aged women with like nothing better to do other than to imagine like kirk and spock kissing right like as in the in the like in yeah. the the way that oral history tells it i'm not you know personally mm-hmm. have anything against our you know grandmothers of fan fiction <laughs> Uh, oh, oh no you go I was gonna say I think I feel like fan fiction in some sense like falls under this wild wide category of like adaptation appropriation uh reworking but I do think that there are definitely like connotations of um it being mainly not always but often authored by women um in some sense underground or like it's it's not mainstream in a sense mm-hmm. um and always like subversive but like um oh god what's the word i'm thinking of like derivative uh-huh. um is something that you kind of like a like a negative connotation yeah of what it is i mean in a weird way i think fan fiction and romance as a genre mm. have a lot in common yes um in their sort of associations with women the sort of assumptions about the content and quality of the work, mm-hmm. um, the assumptions about sort of the repetitiveness and unoriginality mm-hmm. of the work. Yeah, that was kind of the end of my thought there. Yeah, but. yeah. So, so, yeah, I mean, it's just sort of like doing a, a crash course in, uh, mm-hmm. in fan fiction. Um, but I, mean, I think it's just so, so funny. It's like this desire to like fill in the gaps to see more to like, there was this tweet I read today that was sort of like, like someone asking a woman, like, why do women like, like to ship things so much? And she was like, her answer was like, because they don't make story for women, um, was like mm-hmm. kind of her response. Um, and this kind of like ties back into like your uh, what you said about like both fan fiction and like romance genres, both of which are like traditionally and like 
in the minds of everyone, like woman focused audiences just being like lesser, I say, I guess. I guess that brings me to the question of sort of like what what is your understanding? This is for either or both of you. Like what is your understanding of like what the appeal of fan fiction is? So um, you're sort of saying, Alice, that um, it's it's filling in a gap for for women in particular who are not being catered to in particular kinds of storytelling. Yes, but don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, well, I, I think that's that's right on. Um, but I just what wanted to maybe elaborate on it if there were more thoughts. I think it, I mean I'm sure it's going to depend on on the person. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you know when you get things like slash fan fiction, it's because you know we're not getting enough of certain types of relationships in um, mainstream fiction, um, or you know people just thought there were better possibilities. Like it's just. It's maybe making the story your own um, wish fulfillment mm-hmm. in some sense. Sometimes when you don't like where the author went with things, for me, um, honestly, a lot of my pairings—I think all of my pairings—are canon pairings. If I, uh-huh. I, for me, it's I like a world so much that I don't want to leave it, mm-hmm. and so I just like read everything else that takes place with the same characters, same like setting, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, for me, it's more, in some sense, I think, escapist. Like, I don't really want to be doing my prelims work right now because <laughs> Damon and Lauren are just so much more in- interesting to me. So, yeah. like... Yeah, there, there is, like... Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that side. Yeah, I definitely think that's also part of it, too. Um, and it's kind of, like, wild that I didn't get into fan fiction when I was younger because it is, like, you want to see more of your favorite characters. You, want to see, you, you, you just want more of their life. You want more of the story, like, beyond what the author was able to give I guess yeah. mm-hmm. I mean I feel like I remember very strongly like part of what got me into fan fiction was exactly that was I was waiting between seasons or between books I was waiting between Harry Potter releases <laughs> and I was just like how do I fill this gap I guess I just have to start telling this story um for me mm-hmm. and and that's definitely still part of it and then the other big part for me is um when I get mad at a source material, mm-hmm. like, or if there's, there, there are things that I want that I know the show or the book isn't doing, or that I, um, characters that I, I want to see more of that are not getting enough attention, like relationships that I think are more interesting than the ones that are being pursued. Um, just basically when I'm like, I could tell this story better than they could. And so then I do. It's so frustrating. Um, and that's, you know, that's when I'm, uh, that's both when I'm writing and when I'm reading fan fiction. I mm-hmm. think I um, I don't have as much interest in if something is like pretty satisfying to me on the whole. Um, like I tend not to read fan fiction for it. Like the things I describe as being like some of my favorite, um, you know, shows or books or whatever. Just like I think this is a really great book. Like I'm not inclined <laughs> to, to read yeah, fan yeah, fiction yeah. for it usually. Yeah. Um, Whereas if I'm like, ah, I'm such a, I have such a complicated relationship with this thing that I probably obsessively have read fan fiction for it. So this is like Harry Potter or Game of Thrones for me, right? Uh huh. Like what? Yeah. Like when a when it leaves you feeling unfulfilled in a way. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. No, I mean, I think, uh-huh. no, I mean, it's. I think that's really. I mean, I, th- I think it's really interesting. Like the, the way that like, like when I was younger, it, like it never occurred to me to like write fan fiction even though like I was I too was waiting for the Harry Potter books to come out with bated breath mm-hmm. and fun fact so okay I'm gonna lose okay I'm gonna finish my thought because I'm gonna lose it if I if I if I go on a diversion um but like I just like had such a strong like 
Like, I, I don't even want to term it respect for canon because, like, that imbues it with too much, like, energy. It was mm-hmm. just sort of, like, it was just, like, inconceivable to me that, like, someone else could also write a Harry Potter story. Like, it was just, like, like it, it never would have occurred to me. Um, and the story I was going to say is, like, I was at summer camp when, like, the sixth book came out, the one where Snape kills Dumbledore. Sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, I did that summer camp, too. Yeah, and then, like, the well, here, the boys' dorm and the girls' dorm, I believe, were having some stupid rivalry. And I think the boy I, I don't even remember, like, what the boys did, um, but it was, like, tying some doorknobs together or whatever. Um, and the girls retaliated by, I think, like, painting Snape Kills Dumbledore in huge letters in the courtyard where no one could miss it. Um, and I believe... But the thing is, I think the counselors woke up and saw it first. So they, like cleaned it up um, mm-hmm. before, like, we woke up. And they were, like, extremely mad about it. <laughs> <They were laughs> That's just ex- so funny. Um, but, yeah, anyways. Uh, pranking game, you know. Um. <laughs> <sighs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess, I guess, like, I guess your relationship was, like, a lot to, like, the inviolability of canon or, like, the mm-hmm. whatever was, like, like, did it ever, like, did it ever feel like you're transgressing in a way when you wrote, like, your own, like, you know, Buffy episodes or whatever? <laughs> Weirdly, it didn't. Um, it really wasn't until later that I started kind of wondering about that. I think because I started being more interested in writing um, original fiction because I thought that it would be, like, you know, more respectable or whatever. Uh Um, And so I started, like, thinking about more about, like, oh, am I, um, you know, disrespecting this author's work or what the the fuck ever? Um, (laughs) I mean, but really, no. Like, most of the time I was like, no, I'm I'm not in any way. And I think probably it's just, like, I saw other people doing it. Mm -hmm. Like, I discovered fanfiction young. I was like, oh, this is a thing people do. And it did not strike me as... um, a problem in any way mm-hmm. because I was like, well, it's clearly not the Harry Potter book, but we're not getting that book in ages. So, right, yeah. Um, you know, I'm gonna read this like, you know, fan fiction where like Ron and Hermione like <laughs> realize that they care about each other <laughs> because like this is after the fourth book came out and I'm now shipping them really hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it always used to bother me when I was younger when people would um, declare that characters were supposed to be together when they weren't in the in the in the narrative because uh-huh. i was like it's not there and yeah. yet it's, and yet it's <laughs> fine to me like when people write those stories it still <sighs> bothers me sometimes when people tell me that hermione and harry should be together cuz i'm like okay write uh-huh. me that story and it'll be great but it's not it's not there and that in itself is something i think is just ingrained in us when we're young i mean uh-huh. i run into this all the time in shakespeare adaptation stuff is that, like, the canon text, everyone, you have to go back to the text. Mm-hmm. But, like, there is no original text. It's always been um, fluid. Like, there's never mm-hmm. been one source text for any of Shakespeare's plays. Um, even if that's the only one we have. Like, there were other copies sort of thing. Other folios, quarters, stuff like that. So, that's actually helped me open my mind a little bit to what the idea of canon is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Shakespeare. That's great. Um, no, I, I like but, this idea yeah. that you're like, oh, you know, it's it's okay. 
It's like you can't just say they're dating. You have to show your work. <laughs> you know? I'm like, like, well, give me that. It's just it's always been very hard for me to like see outside because I get so caught up in the narrative. I get like very emotionally responsive to like every little bit of a narrative, uh-huh. and so then. I can sometimes I can see it. I'm like, oh yes, these scenes. Like I see where you're drawing this, but sometimes I'm like, if you have to rewrite the story, do it. But then that's the story where they're together, uh-huh. not this other one that this person wrote. Um, I'm <laughs> better about that. But that I think that shipping will always bother me unless they write it separately. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, sure, sure, that's fine. Okay, uh, I'm very much the opposite. <laughs> um, I mean, like. It's not so much, like, I also get bothered when people like, Harry and Hermione, just because I don't think they're a very good couple. Um, but in that same breath, I'll be like, okay, sure, but Harry and fill in the blank. Cho Chang. Honestly, though, Harry I could see and... it with almost anyone but <laughs> yeah, Hermione. Know. Like, I, I feel it. I feel it even, like, okay, maybe not Neville. Right. That one so would be a little bit of a stretch. See, I like me. Harry Neville, actually. Well, that, that one, I just need someone to point out the scenes for me, because um, I'm not remembering them right now. Hevel. But everyone else, you give it to me, and I'm like, I could see that in the text. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, you so, were trying so, to say not in the text. Well, finish, I mean, finish I mean, your thought. On it's that actually one. not. It's not that it's not. I agree. <laughs> it's just that I don't need it to happen in the text. I just need to feel like there's some well, no, exactly. justification. Yeah, some I, have, I guess I okay. just have a lot of um, trouble with Hermione and Harry. Yeah, like, which their so, couple name is still Harry. Or Hermione. It's this, Harmony. Oh my god. Oh, that's right. No, yeah. it's not. That's How do I not know that? That's the worst. I was um, trying to remember what it was. I was I like, I hate that so Harmony. much. It's Harmony. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't make you lose any viewers or listeners who might be, well, they won't like, it's just me. Never mind. Yeah. They just be like, don't bring I'm, her on again. And I think like everyone, everyone has ships they don't like, even people who are not like into Discriminating. Whatever, that's true. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, they're, they're just, like, things, right? When you watch a movie or whatever and there's a love triangle, there's, like, <gasps> one person you prefer over the other person in yeah. love triangle sometimes, unless you're like me and you're just like, can't they all be together? Can't they just work this out? Yeah. Um, Not if they're brothers, like, in the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, that was diaries. really my issue that in the Vampire Diaries. I was like, uh, I get it. I would date both of them, too. They're very attractive. <laughs> Do you still have the posters up? Um, Alana still has one in her room, and I have not yet taken mine down. She was talking about taking it down, and she didn't. Mm-hmm. So, like, we still have them, like, one in each of our rooms, which connects us together. <laughs> mm-hmm. No matter how far away you might might be. Even if we're only a bedroom apart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Uh-huh. So, so, do you want to talk about um, the, the, the meaty interior of, uh, of fan fiction, <laughs> the, the tropes specifically? Or do we uh, want to talk more about, like, the the institution of fan fiction more? I mean, I think we can get into some of the tropes, and then we'll see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the, the thing in terms of tropes, there's so many. So it's like, oh I don't think we can just start, like, listing them. Be like, let's talk about this. So we can talk about some of our favorite ones if we want. Or you can talk about ones that... You can ask us about ones, Alice, that you're like, what is this? Or why is this? <laughs> so I, I can't answer like, that. Selfies? I can't is, answer is selfies so a thing? Selkies. Oh, selkies. Selkies are fun. I don't understand. It's, I mean, it's fun. Oh, but it's wait. Like an odd... Oh, you're right. Yeah, there was like a huge like selkie wave in fan fiction writing, right? Like everyone was know. a selkie. One person is a selkie and one person isn't. Is that how it goes? I, sometimes, it's, sometimes it's one or the other or both. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't have mentioned it. Let's just move past that okay, one. Okay, well, like well one. We're, we're coming back to this, though, for sure. Um... But, so I think, like, it's worth thinking about, like, I do think this is another one of the places where, like, romance as a genre and, um, and, and fan fiction, like, 
are very similar in that I think you see a lot of the same tropes Mm -hmm. in romance fiction that you see in fan fiction. Like, not all of fan fiction is, like, romantic, but a lot of it is. (laughs) Like, the majority of it is. I mean, that's what I go for. That's what I go for. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so you do see these these tropes that are kind of familiar across... um, you know, romantic comedies, romance movies, but also romance uh, uh, fiction to the extent that, like, I see romance novels with titles that sound like tags on a fan fiction. <laughs> so it's like, there's like a series called, like, Grumpy Fake Boyfriend. Oh my god. Uh-huh. That's like, that's like a, a romance novel. And I'm just like, oh, that's definitely like a tag yeah. on, yeah, on Archive of Our Own, for sure. Uh-huh. Um why would you? But why would you want a grumpy fake boy? Like, if you're getting a fake boyfriend, he should be pleasant. Well, but it's because he's like grumpy. But then when he's being your fake boyfriend, he's like very pleasant. Oh, and tra- you know what perfect! I mean? Yeah, he like turns on the charm, and you're like, what's right? real? And you're like, oh no, oh. he's like got this like soft interior. <laughs> He okay, so I thought... Or he's just a bad actor. No, <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was, like, someone who's, like, grumpy about, like, pretending to be your boyfriend mm-hmm. well, for whatever reason. Well, they might be grumpy about the... it. They might be grumpy about it. But okay, then they but, would be, but like, they do like sweet and loving about oh, it, too. God. This, this the... remi- oh, go ahead. Okay, no, I mean, I, there was, like, this whole series um, of books that, like, uh, another book club was reading that called, like... Um, it was just, like, every single book was, like, had beard in its title, so they're, like beard no evil or like or no. whatever okay. um, it was weird i guess it was just like all and they were all like romance oh novels God. i assume involving like a woman and a bearded suitor um yeah i would i would guess yeah yeah but like i don't know it was it was weird just because i mean i do understand like on okay cupid there's a lot of women who are looking for their bearded gentleman to bristle their way into yes. her heart um, i'm sorry i'm just thinking about like weird kink tags now when you're talking about bristles and beards and like just I will say, beards come up a lot in the fanfiction that I read because I read Game of Thrones fanfiction. Well, yeah, of course. And, you know, not to put too fine a point of it, but, like, the beard does factor majorly when you're down there. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> when, you're, when you're pulling a Jon Snow. When you're pulling a the classic... Uh, the, the The Lord's <laughs> Kiss, I believe, is the, the, is, Lord's is, kiss, yeah. is the term. Oh, my God. Um, I love that so much. The I canonical... I my request. The canonical Game of Thrones term, Jon Snow, known throughout the land, thousands of years later, not as a person who defeated um, Yeah, he's not known as King King in the North, or the King who kneeled, or the King who... Well, he is known as the King who kneeled. Um, But... (laughs) I just made our sound spike. I apologize. No, it's okay. I I fixed it in post. Um, Okay, so... Back on track. <laughs> I think what's fascinating to me, at least, is the is the fact that there's also alternate universes in fan fiction. So like there there are a lot of like classic tropes, like you know, uh, meeting in a hall, like meeting in a crowded cafe, or like fake dating, or like whatever. But in fan fiction, there's also like the specific like AUs, alternate universes, where you take the people of a certain property, and then you like. They just, like, you transplant them into another universe. Sometimes it's, like, a mundane one, like, coffee shop. And sometimes it's something, like, uh, that you might also be familiar with, like, X-Men. Like, Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. exclamation point, X-Men, or something. Uh, And then, like, Professor McGonagall is Dr. Xavier, and, you know, this could totally work. Um, Or Dumbledore, of course. Dumbledore is Xavier. Uh, Voldemort is Magneto. 
and their besties. No, <laughs> well, no. I feel like it really, if we're looking, it'd be like Grindelwald. Yeah, I was just yeah, it would be yeah, Grindelwald. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. You're, it would have to be Grindelwald. You're just like, coming up with this off the cuff. It's all right. Yeah, Voldemort would be like the. He'd be Lex the villain Luther. that they have to unite together to fight. The Sentinels or whatever, right? The robots that like hunt down. I do not know. I don't series know. Well. Okay, okay. Yeah. I used I to follow it, and then it, it it got away from me. All right, but. Um, yeah, so I think that's really that's really interesting because like in a lot of these like um, they change the context of the pow- the the characters. So Molly, I'm I know um, one thing you said that you kind of found annoying was like when there was uh, Remus and the other guy. Serious. Serious. Sorry, I knew it started with an S, and I kept thinking Severus. Um, oh, no. So Remus and uh, Severus. No. <laughs> no. Wait. Snoop, no. Mm. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no. Okay. And uh, Sirius. There you go. Um, well, there's like coffee shop AUs where, um, or like, or like basically you say like when characters with disabilities lose their disability uh, in um, AUs or other contexts. And like, like when Lupin yeah. is not a werewolf or a, or like does not have some kind of like disease or problem. Um and you find that, like, that sort of strips the character of a lot of context. Yeah, I mean, and this is, like, I know part of this is just, like, I really like characters who have, um... Shit going on. Yeah, like, <laughs> who are dealing with stuff in mm-hmm. life. Um, beyond just, like, who am I in love with? <laughs> um, and so I like some angst, and I like some whatever. But also I do think, like, um imperfect as the the metaphor is as we have discussed i think in our werewolf episode um like lycanthropy in harry potter for specifically the character of remus lupin and not any other characters um (laughs) functions as a um disability a sort of like means by which he is socially discriminated against and Mm. like those experiences seem to be very central to his character um and like the 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 person that he is um so it seems strange to me to just sort of drop him into um yeah like a a just modern non-magical coffee shop au where he's just like the cute shy barista Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i feel like it it doesn't um track for me so Mm -hmm. i i kind of need and like people get really creative in how they do sort of um adapt lycanthropy like sometimes they sort of go with what the um, original again, very imperfect metaphor is, and have HIV, um, have Remus be HIV positive, which um, is not actually very common as a choice, but does happen, um, and mm-hmm. I think can be well done, and sometimes it's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then I've also seen other things, like um, I've seen, you know, unspecified seizure disorder, or mm-hmm. um, uh, what's that thing? I don't know, but just particular kinds of like. Um, you know, like chronic illnesses that result in shortened lifespans. Uh huh. You know, I've seen rabies. Not <laughs> oh my God. like I was gonna say, like like you know, like severe depression type stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Selkie. So... That's not. A... You are so useless. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm trying to help. Um. So it... yeah. So the point being, like, I think like I understand the purpose of these different kinds of AUs, but I I do think sometimes like it becomes a practice in just writing like I, I do think it gets 
uh, pretty, it can get far from the original characters mm-hmm. um, in a way that does make it less appealing to me. I'm not like mm-hmm. mad anybody wrote it, but it's just like, I don't really want to read it if that's the case. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and, it, and it can be really hard when you have a character with like a complex backstory to, um, especially because a lot of, a lot of fics are, are shorter, like they're at least mm-hmm. not novel length. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes when you put them into a different uh, situation or different universe, um, and you either have to, like, revamp that, then you have to be able to give enough that we understand, like, how it's working, or, um, sometimes people, like, cut it out, or they just kind of assume that it's so, like, it, it gets simplified sometimes, like, I'm thinking a lot about, um, the character I like a lot in Captive Princess Laurent, who, um, is a child sexual assault survivor, and so sometimes that's, like, we still know that's happened, but then they just don't write his character very well, um, in, like, so how he deals with social situations and how he approaches um, sexuality. Like, people try and explore it a lot, and sometimes it works really well. And sometimes mm-hmm. um, it just gets it just gets squished down so much that it feels like they're just not doing... They're not putting in the work to have earned his character, um, which uh-huh. can be frustrating, but, like, I understand. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to write his character. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I do not write Captive Prince fan fiction, because I think I would screw it up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a danger. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I also think, like, just personally, I write AUs, not all the time, but sometimes. And one of my favorite things when I'm doing an AU is to try to figure out how to fit in, like, canonical detail in this new universe. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it can be really fun and um, can in- inspire a lot of creativity to sort of think, like, okay, how can this thing, which happened, <laughs> you know, in game of thrones happen in the world of harry potter right like Um, which which you know would tony stark be slytherin or ravenclaw right Right. but well also like i'm thinking like you know if if you translated tony stark's uh childhood as being the son of like a war profiteer yeah like how do you translate translate that to like the wizarding world say Mm -hmm. saying like tony is a, a pureblood then maybe his father is like the maker of um, you know, the Starks are known as a family that produces, like, particularly, like, dangerous magic or potions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, things like that I think are really fun to, like, try and, like, yeah. figure out those details and map them mm-hmm. on um, in, a, in a new way that the they become kind of, like, analogous mm-hmm. to canon, but you can kind of, like, twist them in, yeah. in new ways. I think some of the best stories that I've read that have been, like, in, in a sense to me far-fetched AUs have been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that because I, I, I see like it's it's both like a very engaging like mental activity and it's also a great way to generate prompts um, because like as you're as you're like traveling this path, you have a lot of loose ends that you could pick up, such as like Tony Stark's dad's, you know, muggle beheading dumbwaiter or whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was not that's less. It's not very nefarious, but <laughs> Tony Stark's dad colluded with Nazis, you know, it's. That's... I mean, okay, in fairness, Tony Stark's dad did fight Nazis. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the yeah. but the wizarding just world... just that they then built a weapons company. And then Tony also himself ran it. So, like, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. He, he also... Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> We've talked about using fan fiction to explore a lot of, like, different... In, like, a lot of different angles, right? Like, whether to fix, like, you know, more of a character, to fix something, to, like, hate writing... Um, 
Oh no! Are are there any specific uh, tropes that either of you are interested in diving more in, into a little more, or or talking about? I mean, do we want to talk about some of the? Uh, and then could, could, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say we could do one of our. We have like a couple categories. Like we could look at the relationship catalysts, or some of the romantic situations, or you could just kind of talk about something you've read recently. What, what is the common? What is a common romantic situation? I guess that like you see. So like you talk about. Yeah, yeah, like, what is, like, a common, like, catalyst? Like, you were talking about, like, fake marriage or, like, undercover lovers or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so ones I like a lot are, like, fake marriage, fake dating or arranged marriage, political marriage. Um, (laughs) Things where people have to pretend like they're in sort of a loving Mm -hmm. relationship, Mm -hmm. but they aren't necessarily (laughs) Or they're both secretly in love with each other, but they're trying to pretend like they're not, but they have to simultaneously be pretending like they are. Uh-huh. Um, I love that. <laughs> but, and this is, like, a surprisingly common, and again, it, like, sort of depends on your fandom, like, mm-hmm. the degree to which certain mm-hmm. things are... I mean, any fandom you find, you're definitely going to find fake dating. Um, you, you maybe will find fake marriage, arranged marriage type things. Mm-hmm. That maybe depends a little bit more, but I think most fandoms find a way. Yeah. There'll be lots of holiday-themed things. Um, Costume parties for Halloween, yeah. Secret Santa for Christmas, Valentine's Day, like, Obviously. Secret Admirer stuff. Yeah, Secret you know. Admirer. Oh, yeah, that's, sure. That sounds like a fun... Do you want to... Lots yeah. of oh, sorry, go on. High school type things, uh, yeah. where it's mm-hmm. like, you're in high school and you're at a party and you're playing Truth or Dare or Spin the Bottle yeah. or... Yeah. Seven Minutes in Heaven. I would yeah. love to... I don't to... think I've read one of that, actually. I but... have. Oh, you have? Oh, okay. man. I have never... Yeah, I haven't either. It sounds like... It sounds like this mythical... But I would love to... I would love to go into, like, the... I mean, I, th- I think, like, Coffee Shop AUs, High School, like, AQs, and then, like, the trope of... I mean, both of those are very interesting just because it, like... Um, it speaks to like a a perfect normalcy, I guess. Like the like the mm-hmm. the perfect high school, ex- the perfect sitcom high school experience, or like um, the perfect like post high school experience, right? Like it's it's like we're all we all make this jokes these jokes about how hard it is to find people um, after college, or in fact ever. But like both like coffee shop a coffee shop H. AUs fill that void of like. Here's an here's an example, right? Here's like you walk in a coffee shop, someone, I don't know, I don't know if which order it happens. I think, well, I think that there's kind of two different things. So like the coffee shop AU to me is very much like a meet cute situation, mm-hmm. and like with the high school one, um, that kind of falls into the realm of like you get to kind of explore identity a little bit more with that one. So like high school, and I'm thinking also like ones when um people are working in an office situation, or like maybe that's they're out of high school and they just happen to suddenly like one gets hired and they realize who their boss is and so you get to play around with like who's a jock who's a nerd who mm, doesn't talk to okay, who that's a good you know mm-hmm. how do they meet like are they partners for a, an assignment and they hate each other and then they fall in love like what's going on and that's really similar with the business like school but they're like oh business school business <laughs> <laughs> school is like combining those yeah um yeah the business office sort of situation like Who's the boss? Who's the intern? Mm-hmm. Are they going to do, like, a secret clandestine relationship? Is someone, like, harping on someone? There's a lot of overtime. Someone, like, has to bring someone else to the holiday party and people get jealous. And, then, like, <laughs> you know, right. supply so, closet fun and games. It's a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I just think that those, like, personal and then the dynamics. coffee shop, then you get, like, mm-hmm. AU stuff, like a coffee shop, what, like, flower shop. Yeah. Things where, like, they meet 
And it's like, it's, that's where it's like the handsome stranger. Oh. And like something happens, you run into each other, someone spills their coffee on you, and they're like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, what kind of barista are you? But then they come back, because they're so attractive, mm-hmm. you know? And like someone gets their number and stuff like that. And that's very much the, oh man, I wish this would happen to me situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know if those are really different, but I feel a little bit <laughs> right. different. No, I think, I think yeah, that's yeah, a good there's... Um, sort of distinction. Like to me... I'm not a huge. I'm not huge into coffee shop AUs. I've read plenty of them, mm-hmm. um, but like if they're if the premise is just like they're in a coffee shop, one of them is a barista and one of them is a customer, and they they meet and flirt. Um, it's it's not. I mean, and maybe part of it is because I did work in a coffee shop, and I cannot imagine a less romantic <laughs> environment. Uh-huh. Um, it's been ruined for I you. Was, I was. I, love that so much. I had to wake up at four thirty in the morning. I was. By the time the coffee shop opened, covered in flour and old coffee. <laughs> um, my hair was just, like, thrown up in a bun. I woke up too early to put on makeup or look cute or anything. Mm-hmm. So it was really just not a um, <laughs> optimal environment. Yeah, for romance. <laughs> now, I'm sure that's not true for all coffee shops, but well, in my experience, that's what I picture. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> um, it's not just like, oh, make me a coffee oh, you misspelled my name, make it again, but with my name spelled correctly, oh. Oh, oh is your number now on the side of my cup? Oh. Maybe I'll call it. Oh, jeez. Um, but I also think, like, it's worth pointing to the ways that these things get married together, mm-hmm. too, right? So, like, um, maybe you'll just have a coffee shop, but maybe you'll have, like, a coffee... I think I remember reading one, right, where it's, like, a coffee shop AU that meets a, like, rock star AU. So, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, somebody, like, comes into the coffee shop and gets a coffee and the barista doesn't recognize that this person is actually a famous like rock star Mm -hmm. and they start talking and they have this like genuine connection uh, (laughs) yeah or like whatever like Uh that kind of thing i feel like i've seen on multiple occasions yeah i Um, I think that's that's something i would love to um i kind of get your you know uh opinions on is like what are what are these like tags that you see come up kind of frequently so like we were talking about like rockstar au coffee shop au or like high school business mm-hmm. business mob college boss. what's other yeah mob mob boss. is really big the people mob. like the mob oh um, interesting you get things like pirate i see that one actually a lot mm-hmm. um pirate sometimes there's pirate and mermaid sometimes it's just like pirate and like person they kidnap or like something yeah. wait mob um, boss let's go back to mob boss because okay. i don't want to lose- <laughs> about it because i've really read very few of these i do not i mean it's it's really like it's it's a lot of times it's like romeo and juliet situation and you've got two like rival gangs um and they're like the up and coming sometimes they're the leaders sometimes like one of them's a mob boss and the other one is just like really innocent of what's happening Mm -hmm. and then like you know might get kidnapped or like it's, it's really a chance for people to have guns and um, you know, like lots of money. Okay, it's and you kind just of picture everyone wearing like attractive suits. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and that's similar to like spy ones. Oh my god, I read a great like pretty much Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Okay, <laughs> AU is very short. I loved it. It was hilarious. They're already um, spies. For prince. What? Oh, it was a Mr. Okay, I thought it was like a Mr. and Mrs. Was... Smith like no, in a spy yeah, so AU. I was, I was like, like that's that a confusing one. No. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a great James Bond Van Drake. It's one where he's a spy and he's. Mm, it's really surprising the twists and turns. Uh, Let's see, road trip is big. Road trip. All right. Um. Selkie, you said Selkie stuff. No, we're not. I didn't say I, that. Selkie. It's honestly just like one of them is like. 
one of them is a selkie and so they take off their pelt and they become human uh-huh. and then usually the other one has their pelt and when they put their pelt back on again they become a fucking seal <laughs> and it's real weird do they and then they like then they like the the authors describe them like flopping down the sand yeah, and like this just took me out of the moment that's like weird. i don't want to yeah, listen to how a seal like, is moving seals are real cute they're not like <laughs> God, I don't know. So there's, it's not like I saw somebody was doing like a a selkie inspired werewolf mm. fan fiction what? where it was like a pelt oh. and then like you put it on and she becomes a wolf. Okay, and I'm that's, like, okay, I, that's I, cool. I, I'm yeah, that. but like, like there's nothing sexy about selkies. Yeah, so, like, like uh-huh. I don't understand. I don't know who came up with that, but I think it was like the Scottish. <laughs> what? I, I mean, I think selkies as a myth are... Oh, okay. I was like, what are you trying to blame my ancestors for? Just kidding. I don't know anything about them, I might be totally so. wrong. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. There's a lot of, like, celebrity stuff. Um, yeah, I see lots of, like, musicians, yeah. which is always an opportunity for people to start, like, incorporating... Oh, God, pop songs? Like, song lyrics. Oh, but sometimes no. it's like, too much of a man. Like, it's the yeah. entire song, and I'm like, I didn't need to read this. Yeah. I could have listened to it. One of the most impressive fics I ever read was for Lamez, uh-huh. um, which was a fascinating fandom that had a huge output of gigantic fics, <laughs> almost sense. all oh, of which were AU. In the in the um, style of Victor Hugo. Uh-huh. No. Yeah, yes, exactly. No. Um, he has, like, copied his and... penchant for gigantic, long... Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, but it was, a, a, like, musician AU. I think it was, like, a folk music AU. Um, and it did a really good job of, like, not putting in a bunch of music gratuitously. Uh-huh. Like, it described music and it described sounds, but it didn't, like have a page of song lyrics but at one point it did include a little bit of song lyrics from a song that somebody who had been reading the fic and really liked it wrote and recorded wow. for the fan fiction that's pretty and I was intense like, holy shit and that's a pretty good <laughs> song honestly um but yeah so people people get real into things sometimes mm-hmm. it's like kind of amazing yeah that's yeah. it's what we're here to talk about yeah, <laughs> I, I love on Ao3 when people link up, link me to like fan art that someone wrote for the like drew for the fic. I'm like, man, no one's ever gonna draw anything for me. But some of them are like really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, very yeah. Impressive. Or another common thing I see is people linking to um, fan uh, clothes. Do you get? Do you see this? Oh no! Where it's like they describe an outfit. That makes sense for you. And they describe an outfit and then they like put in a link. Whoa. Or, like, for, to like so you can go see what outfit they're like basing the description on. Yeah, you know what I got a link to once. I didn't know what I was looking at. They were they were dick pics. Oh, like no 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 like it made sense in the story, but like I I think it should have like read more clearly the the um, description before the links before I clicked on them. Because, like, the way they met was, like, an online dating service where it was literally just, like, you took a picture of yourself. Like, if you wanted, you could include your face, but most people didn't. It was, like, a hookup app. Um, And so they were, like, they were, like, here's what I was imagining when I, like, um... Like a hot or not with dicks? No, yeah, like, no, like, they're, like, this is, this is, these are the pictures I think that these people had sent. And I was just, like, not paying it, it was, like, in the notes section, I was just, like, oh, look, a link, maybe it's, like, fan art, like, I should have read it. And, like, they, I mean, honestly, they were rather tasteful. Okay, but, like, tasteful nudes. 
you know, it was, it was like full, it was just, I just wish I had known. Like, I, I've never had anything like that before. Okay. And I was shocked. Okay, because when you and said. amazed by the detail that they went into for this fic. I had a similar thing once, except they were linking to um, different kinds of sex toys. Oh, okay. They're like, what? if you don't know what this that, is. That, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. As They're like, like, oh, you th- may think I, like, made this up, but oh, it's God. real. Oh, my God. That makes me so worried as to what was actually well, There's one that was like, it was like, clone a dick. Okay. Where you, oh, like, you make yeah. You make a oh, mold, yeah. I've seen whatever, those, yeah. and so they like include the seems link dangerous, in case you want. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when you said dick pics, I thought okay. it was like for reference. This character, this guy's dick looks like this. Like I was like, what? I mean, that's pretty I mean, much that what they were much, doing. Yeah, what, okay. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Apparently, it was actually it was a link to a Tumblr where a woman, I think, literally just people will send her like like dick pics, and if she likes them, she'll put them up with like a review as to why it was well done. Well, and like so that I, because after I after I got sent here, I was like, "What am I looking at, and why?" So I did a little, I did a little looking around. I was like, "What is this?" Okay, site? yeah, what yeah, you're doing some investigating. Here? All right, all right. I didn't follow them though. If that makes me look any better, well, I mean, it's it's I fine. Know. The internet's a, you know, you do you. <laughs> Rate your dick. Oh no! Don't make it sound like this. Is, <laughs> uh, okay, let's just change the. Topic. Okay, change changing the topic. Um, oh my god. Were there any other things um, that we thought were worth? I mean, we could go into, well, we don't want, if you want to talk about sex pollen, since you brought that up earlier on. I mean, we, um, I mean, yeah, there are all kinds of, basically, everything is a ploy mm-hmm. to get people, um, to bump uglies, to admit their feelings to each other and mm-hmm. have sex. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's like, literally any configuration of events that you can imagine that is trying to force, usually two, I suppose not always, but usually two people into a... Uh, uncomfortably romantic or mm-hmm. sexual situation. So you get a lot of like, no, oh, I say like you get a lot of like, oh no, we're at this hotel and there's only one bed, so ah. we have to uh-huh. share the one bed AU's. Um, yeah, stuck I mean, like, in an elevator for hours. Okay, you don't want to uh, like. Well, we're snowed and I'm in. Thirsty. <laughs> God, like we're snowed in and it's cold outside and we just only have each other and the and the power's out and we have to huddle for one. Yeah, yeah. So um, because I think I think like what we're talk what we've talked about and we're like we're skirting the issue like pretty hard is is the fact that like well basically like people want people like are reading about relationships but also kind of reading for the sex kind of I don't know about you but. It dep- okay, I was just, actually, I was just going to say, some of the fics that I specifically avoid are ones where it's just angst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I need, like, oh. angst with a, oh. I thought you were say just sex. No. Oh. No, I, I like it with plot, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. It depends on the length of the fic. Mm-hmm. I, you can usually figure out what they're going to be doing from how long it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't like to read things that are just angst. And so, like, a lot of my things that are happy ending, like, they don't always, um, you know, I'm thinking about, like, Never mind. Again. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know they don't always end with sex. Sometimes it's just them getting together. Mm-hmm. But I hate when like I'm misled and I think they're about to get together and then a bomb goes off and they both die. Oh jeez. I've had that happen. Oh, I. Or like one of them. Like I don't like reading ter- terminal illness ones a lot. Like these things Ooh, just make me feel terminal bad. Terminal illness yeah. is not. Um, I mean, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. But like definitely with mainstream stuff like Harry Potter. You're not gonna get sex in the books. Like these are for like youth and like up. Youth, you know, and yeah. so like, they don't. The youths, even the well, actually, I guess even like children's, because like youth fiction does. Why yeah. stop saying youth? Young adult, <laughs> my God, does have sex in it sometimes. Um, but like, you know, a lot of the like main things that people like to follow, like they don't, mm-hmm. and so then people put yeah. them in there. I mean, I think 
Or the sex is really bad, like on Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think it's like it, it is a part of the human human condition, like relationships, sex. I don't know, but it, like, is there? I don't know if there's any. Po- I mean, okay, sorry. Yeah, please. I guess, I guess, I guess, what I want to clarify is like I think for a lot of people, they are reading. I mean, base. I mean, basically, they're reading for erotica, mm-hmm. um, or at least in part. Um, and again, this is like a romance novel. Like mm-hmm. romance novels usually have. Uh, you know, a few sex scenes, but, like, situated within, um, you know, plot and romance and stuff, which is not Mm -hmm. usually the way that that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also think, like, for me, this is is something I come up against where, like, I do think the the sort of expectedness Mm -hmm. of the sex scene can really take away from the the story. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a... I always feel, like, I guess my argument is, like, it has to be earned. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I do think, like, sometimes, um, especially there are certain ships that I think are, like, harder to convince me of, say. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really enjoy reading um, Dreary, which is Draco Harry. But, um, you know, I have, I've read things where, like, they get together so fast and so easy, and it's just, like, okay, they're having sex now, with no... <laughs> um, you know, emotional build, mm-hmm. and to me, then the the sex is not fun to read. Like it's just not fun to read at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if 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 I am ever reading for the sex, I'm also reading for the sex within the context of a, the emotional right, mark. a yeah. emotional um, yeah. like yeah. the the sex has an emotional meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or at least if I'm devoting any time reading like a longer. <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so we so we won't. I guess we well we're we're kind of out of time, which I guess is good because we're that means we're not getting into like Omega Verse and like nodding darn. and whatever. Oh no! Um, <laughs> I guess I could also say like it, with something like Omega Verse, which I do not understand very well and won't say much about, um, <laughs> or like a very uh, like like a friends with benefits type mm-hmm. um, okay, yeah. thing where sex. It, like, kind of flips the other way, right? Where you, like, get all the sex stuff, and then, like, and then the, like, uh-huh. the, like, emotional build is, yeah. like, the thing you're working right. toward. I just um, read an Enemies with Benefits one that ended with weird. them catching feelings. There yeah. there was, like, an interesting book I read where, yeah, like, basically this this was a setup. Like, it was, like, friends with benefits, but, like, the, the guy wanted to be more, and the girl was, like, this is just, like, an FWP relationship. Um, but anyways... <laughs> Yeah, except in, in, in fan fiction, it's always like, oh, we can only be friends with benefits. Um, I can't do this kind of, like, emotional thing. And then, of course, one of them is, like, deeply in love with the other one. And <laughs> and then the other one is like, oh, no, I'm starting to have feelings. But he only wants us to be friends. Oh, God. Uh-huh. But the sex is so good. That's where the angst comes uh-huh. in and a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a different kind it's of It's a different burn. type. It's like, that, yeah. it's like an afterburner. It's like an yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I agree. We should probably wrap up, though I think we could return to this See, topic someday. See, this is what we're talking This is, we just, we just misled an entire podcasting audience seeing that we're talking about fan fiction, thinking that, oh, this means that, like, we're going to see the good stuff. They're going to, like, talk about, like, the S word. Um, the S- but instead, <laughs> we're just, we're just... I know, we didn't even talk about nodding one time. Uh, <laughs> I'm do sorry, not, I'm do like not it. look up what that word means. If you do not know what it means, do not look it up. I don't even really know what it means. I, I just see people say it. Okay, well, I'm going to bleep that out. I'm, I do not want that on the internet. Um, okay, so... Uh, oh, what I've, okay, okay, great. So 
we usually do a little like what have you been reading watching enjoying lately yeah yeah um would you like to start Alex? yeah uh i've been playing um i think i was playing well maybe uh octopath traveler um i think i mentioned this last time um still playing through it like kind of about to wrap up um and then i also recently uh read um the pervert by michelle perez which is a comic about a trans woman um that i that i thought was really good um i liked it um and i think those are like the big things there's nothing else going on in my life work has Uh, been kept me busy (laughs) i feel that um so uh i watched well becky and i watched um all of Anne with an e Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We mm-hmm. finished that, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah. I think the second season, the second season was, was very was better than the first. It was tamer mm-hmm. in um, terms of it, like I felt like the things that changed it changed with purpose. Yeah, and um, there were no like way too over the top <laughs> dramatic. Yeah, it was things it was, that happened. It was better. Okay. Um. So yeah, I I recommend it. I liked it quite a bit. Cool. Um. And then I also watched two Beauty and the Beast adaptations. <laughs> Um, one of which was the recent Disney live action. Oh yeah. Um, which I have talked much shit about. And you liked since the and I actually enjoyed. This is it. your this <laughs> is your Wreck It Ralph moment. <laughs> it is my Wreck It Ralph moment. Um, I I did I did end up liking it. I don't think the music was very good. Um, they were not very good singers. Mm-hmm. Um, but stone. the the things that they did in terms of like building on to the the um the story and the characters and the emotions were for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, um, I thought fairly successful and, and worked for me. Um, I also watched this like French Beauty and the Beast adaptation. Um, that's also sort of recent, maybe from like 2014 or something. Mm -hmm. And it was so beautiful, except like, because the costumes were beautiful. The set designs were beautiful. Mm -hmm. The CG was horrifying. Oh no! It was, it was not a sexy beast. Excruciating to look at. Um, I mean, it wasn't even just that. It was like it was just like the a teacups. It was so, it was so CG. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, and then teacups. the other thing was like part of it was like the instead of like all the you know furniture and stuff having been people or whatever. What happens in this is the beast is the prince is turned into a beast, and then for some reason his like litter of puppies that he has. Like, not as a beast, not his litter of okay. puppies, but, like... Oh, my God, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> his, as a prince, he had a bunch of puppies that were, like, his, like, hunting dogs. Uh-huh. Um, they get turned into these, like, horrifying little, like, gremlin things that are, like, disturbing-looking, like, bobblehead puppies that are CG, and they're awful to look oh, at, and geez. I don't understand why that happened. Um, so... Beautiful costumes, beautiful set designs, love story was garbage, CG was garbage... <laughs> Um, basically just watch it if you want to see Leah Sadu being, like, really beautiful in a lot of beautiful costumes, because mm-hmm. that's the only thing that it's good for. <laughs> um, so I did watch that before the Disney one, which I think primed me to, like, enjoy the Disney one quite a bit. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. How about you, Becky? Um, well, Molly and I have been watching Elementary, um, and that's been ongoing for a bit. Hulu's been screwing us over, so we took a little break. That's probably why we're watching Anne with an E. Um... And, I mean, I've been reading for prelims, been reading some cool stuff, um, but most of what I've been wanting to read and letting myself read, which is bad, is fan fiction. So, you know, there you go. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, I saw, um, I saw, I also saw, um, Sorry to Bother You, 
uh, with a friend. Oh, me too. I know. We can't. I Molly can't. hasn't. Oh, and I know. Molly almost I was, did. I almost did. I was, it was okay. I, li- I, um, I liked it. Um, I thought it was good and shocking in places. Um, but very funny. I liked, I liked it okay. I don't know if I want to see it again. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I've experienced this once. But I really liked, you know, a lot of the acting, all the stuff that they were doing in it. Like, I thought it was really neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I do agree. And we watched... Oh, we... Oh, no, no, go, you go. Oh, yes. I, I was saying, like, Tess... And people have said, like, Tessa Thompson's character, like, definitely could be more fleshed out um, than she mm-hmm. was in the movie, which is a, yeah. kind of a disappointment, but people have said it already, so I didn't feel like they need <laughs> to re- retread that ground. Um, and then Becky and I just went and saw Mamma Mia 2. Mm-hmm. Mamma um, Mia. Mamma Mamma Mia. Um, because it was my birthday request. Yes. <laughs> um, and it was good. I mean, it's, like, absurd. Probably yeah. a little more absurd than it the first one. It felt like one. it, but I don't know. I but just, the first one yeah, is very I absurd. Used I first got one. used to it. Um, but it also, like, is very emotional. Oh, my God. Um, like, we were crying in the theater. Other people around us were definitely crying. <laughs> All the other old women like, in the audience. Like, I don't cry. And Becky had to hand me a Kleenex yeah. so I could, like, clean my we face. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. so it, was, it was fun. It was, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad we went and saw it. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, that's, I think that's kind of the, the, the highlights. Mm. Sounds great. Yeah. And then we are going to Canada oh on Monday. Oh, so. Yeah, have some Not poutine. Packed. Have some weed. Loosen up a ah, little yes. bit. Have, those the have two, both. Like... <laughs> There's a place. Poutine, you know, it's legal in Canada. <laughs> yeah. There's a place. You know, you go up and you just be like, oh, yeah, give me, like, the poutine with, like, the special fries. And they, like, they give it to you and there's, like, a there's like a joint underneath. But you do have, you have to fish it out fast because it gets very soggy from the gravy and becomes impossible oh to light very quick. But <laughs> All right. Anyway, as usual, feel free to email us um, at storygutscast at gmail.com mm-hmm. um, or tweet at us at storygutscast. We would love to hear from you. Um, we'd love to hear you talk about, you know, your fan fiction thoughts and experiences <laughs> i imagine we'll probably come back to this topic again at some point in the future mm-hmm. um so if there's anything in particular you are like why didn't you touch on this <laughs> um then maybe the reason is because i don't know what to say about it like omegaverse uh-huh. but maybe there are other reasons um yeah. and or if there are any other topics that you would like us to discuss uh-huh. yeah like, you looked like you wanted to say something i was like we didn't talk about self-cessed we didn't because I only know one person who's deeply invested in that. In, in time traveling, self test. Okay, well we. Oh well, that explains it right there. Yeah. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, um, okay, we we won't we won't get into it. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned next time. Well, uh, next time we talk. Explicit, about it. yeah. Uh, um, Leave them wanting more. Yeah. And you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> at the Molly Jean. That's the M O L L Y J E A N N E. Uh, I'm at uh, Alonculus, A-L-O-N-K-O-L-O-U-S. Oh, I spelled that oh. wrong, didn't I? <laughs> I think you spelled that wrong. No, I, was, I was really impressed. You just I, I sometimes manage to bang it out, but frequently... Um, A-L-K-O-N-U-K-O-L. No, no, there's no K that early. It's A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Oh 
Alonculus? <laughs> no, you said A-K. You said, like, the K, like... Oh, I meant A-L. Yeah, oh. yeah. I was like, I'm... Okay. Okay, okay well, anyway. Where can, we, where can we find you, Becky? What, what do, you, do you want to give any oh, shout-outs or, like... Um, shout-outs? You know, just happy birthday to me and Molly. Yeah. Um, I had a yeah. friend who got married recently. Good job, oh, yeah, Mackenzie. that's like, right. Beautiful wedding. Uh, oh, and Kevin, you know, she didn't do it alone, but... She basically she was, Yeah, that's why I was there. Okay. Um... I'm at. I'm on Twitter. I don't do anything except sometimes like Molly's tweets. But you know, if you want to see that, there's um, no better thing for you to do on Twitter. Please, more people come like my um, tweets. It's H I X O N B E C K. That's it. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, Becky. Thanks for having me. And um, thanks for listening. As always, uh, we will uh, talk to you next time. Yep. Uh, this has been Story Guts. Yeah. Uh... No, I was going to say, you know, there, you know, there is the coffee shop AU, but there's also that one where it's, like, metal forging, right? And it's, like, people run into each other, and she, like, spills a bunch of molten steel on him, and then he's, like, horribly disfigured, and the fake kind of just ends. You know, it's very weird. Like, that's, there's so many fakes in this vein, and, like, it always ends, and, like, they just, like, they call the hospital, ambulances arrive, and, like, boom, that's it. Fake complete. Very odd. Uh, but we'll talk about that next time. Uh, the metal shop AUs. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening and stay hungry. Wow.